0: All right, Shabbos. good morning. Good morning. Let us begin a beautiful, beautiful da'af ahead of us today. Begin by thanking all of our sponsors. to thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Tebis, the Daf in memory of Mr. Milton Martyr David. Dov- Dov- Sorry, Mordechai David ben Rafael and to thank the Elbaum Mishpach for dedicating all of his shulmin this month in creation of the yard site of Jerry Elbaum Yaakov couple. Ben Rabav Ram Menachem. We hope then in the merit of our time Torah, and in we'll have an Aliyah, the families, Einecham. I will say also just, uh, I'll mention, I sent out yesterday on the Dafyomi chat just the link to a Seal Mishnaeus for Mr. Martyr. So if you, uh, if you have the ability to sign up, it's actually broken up by Prokim. So you don't even have to take an entire Mesechta, but if you can take a Perak of Mishnaeus, that would be, that would be uh, an incredible schuss for the Mishbacha. Alright, I will say, so let us, let us begin. Let us begin. So, we'll say, so today's daf is daf pay, 80. And we are picking up, we are picking up, where are we picking up? Ah, okay. So, so we are picking up 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 15 lines up from the bottom. So, so, if you remember again, we made an interesting distinction in yesterday's daf, towards the end of yesterday's daf, between what we called Okay, let's take one more step back. The Mishnah, so after we spent the entire last parak, the tenth parak, speaking about the concept of hafara, the ability of a husband, we'll just focus on the husband right now, the ability of a husband to annul his wife's vows. So we then transitioned in this parak to talking about, well, what type of vows does the husband have the ability to annul? So the Mishnah introduced us to the concept of Inui Nefesh, what we'll call Adnidarim, that are afflictive in nature. Afflictive in nature. Okay, so we'll say, so, that, 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 that in the Mishnah, between Rabbi Yossi and the Tanakamo, as to what is the definition of an afflictive nether. Fine. i will say, then we also brought in the conversation, and we're going to talk about this more today, to speak about what we call dvarim beino lebeino, right? Literally, again, nedarim, that ultimately impact the marital relationship. And a husband has the ability to annul those as well. So wherein lies the distinction? So what Igimara wanted to suggest was as follows. Iguimara wanted to suggest that when a husband goes ahead and annuls Nidarim that are inui nefesh, that annulment is forever. When he annuls Nidarim that are beinola bena, right, nidarem that impact the marriage, that annulment is only valid for when? As long as they're married. But should the marriage terminate, ultimately, again, the, the neder will automatically kind of come back into effect. So the Gemara says, is that true? dvarim ban nefesh. So when you told me about, so the Gemara is calling this, so nedarim that don't have inu'i nefesh. What's a nedar that doesn't have inu'i nefesh? What's a nedar? That's dvarim shebeino le'beinol. Just remember these two categories. Inu'i nefesh, afflictive nedarim, and dvarim shebeino le'beinol which means literally, again, a nedar which govern matters between husband and wife. Marital, marital items. So we'll say, we're going to see what that covers. That can include intimacy. That can include a variety of different things. So is that true? That dvarim she'in which means nidarim, that are beynola beynah, ki megarish l'chayle'ala, that when they divorce, that when they divorce and they're no longer married, those nidarim do come into effect? Is that true? But we learned, Benuri Omer Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri says says, So we'll say, What's this case? Take a look at the Ran. So we'll say, Ran right hand side, right hand side. So if you go straight across in the Ran, about uh, six lines up. Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri Omer, this is very interesting. So, so we'll say, This is actually is going to be a, we're going to see this Mishnah in a couple of days. So listen to this. So listen to this, let's say a woman makes a nether. What's her nether? She says, I make a nether that I, my husband, is not permitted to benefit from anything from me. Okay, so she's saying, my husband can't benefit. So I cook, he can't benefit. I make money, he can't benefit. He can't get benefit from anything that's mine. So what's the And Husband does not have to annul that nether. Why? Because ultimately, again, her, her, daim, her earnings, right? They're to him. He already has a claim on them. Therefore, her nether cannot go ahead and undermine his claim. And ultimately, again, Chazal said the shibud, right? The rights that a husband has to his wife's ma'asiyadayim are stronger. That a nether can't override them. Fine. So that's Ta'alach So a woman makes a nether, You right? I make a nether prohibiting my earnings to my husband. Makes, it doesn't work. It doesn't work because his claim is stronger than her nether. Fine, now watch this. The, however, the, Rabbi Yocha Minuri Omer Yafer, Rabbi Yocha says still, he should annul the nether. Why? Because if he does not annul the nether, then I will say, what's going to happen? If they divorce, if they divorce, the nether will ultimately come into effect. So I'll say, what do you see from here? You see from here that when a husband annuls a nether. So i will to say, here's the case. Here's the case. Right? Rachel says to Ruben, I'm making a nether that you can't get any benefits from my earnings. So what's that? Does Ruben need to annul the nether? No. Why? His claim is stronger than her nether. He says, you're right. You're right. But, but you really should annul it. Because if you don't annul it, when they go out, if they go out in divorce, the neder will come into effect, right? And then what's gonna happen? It may preclude him from remarrying her. Fine, so just therefore annul it now. But what do you see? You see from here that when you annul it now, that annulment works for when? Even after marriage. Even after marriage. I say, what is this a case of? This is not a case. This is a case of dvarim beino lebeinah. And yet, what do you see? What do you see? That if you annul it now, the annulment works even after the marriage. That contradicts what we just said before. We said before, that when it comes to Inuit Nefesh, if you annul it now, it remains in effect forever, or in other words, the annulment remains in effect. But Dvarim Shebeno if you annul it now, if they're no longer married, it come, then The rebounds. We see from here that even Dvarim Shebeno if you annul it during the marriage, that annulment remains in effect, even should the marriage dissolve. Incredible. To which the Gemara says, so you see from here that when you go ahead and you annul during marriage, that annulment remains even in the even in the event that the marriage dissolves. So we will say, so, so what's the distinction? So here we go, Amri, The truth is, we will say. So a husband, remember again, let's establish what we know. What we establish is a husband has the power of hafara over two types of nedarim. Remember again, what two types, let's, say, let's get this clear. What two types? Number one? inu nafesh, afflictive nadarim. And number two? Dvarim lebe no labeina. Right, now, that, that second category, we haven't really, we haven't defined it, but let's just go with it. Right, so matters that matters that are between him and her, i.e. marital matters. So you can, you can know both of them. So where's the distinction? Here we go. El-Nidri, inu'i nafesh, mefer, liasmo, say, when it comes to inu nafesh, if a husband annuls that nadar, that nether is annulled forever. Now i will say, what does forever mean? What does forever mean? Forever means three stages of life. What are the three stages? Number one, if they're married. Number two, if they get divorced. And number three, even, even if she remarries. All okay, of them right, very beautiful. Right, very right, good. Right, so, 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 so again, all three stages, all three stages. So whether again, when, so when he annuls it, it's annulled when they're married. It's an old in the, still annulled in the event of divorce and still annulled if she remarries someone else. That's the power, that's the power of annulling an afflictive nether. Conversely, conversely, the Dharma will say, which don't have Inuy i.e., If he annuls that, when is that annulled? Right? So we'll say if the husband annuls that, it's annulled when during marriage. It's also an old when, after, after, during divorce, as long as she hasn't remarried anyone. But the moment she remarries someone else, that nether rebounds. So I want say, take a quick look at the rush. Look at the rush. So I say, so if you look at the rush, um, it's two, four, about six lines before the rush gets wide. Listen to this. el Nefesh Mefer bein Li'Atsmo bein Li'Atsmo means <laughs> Kozman she So we'll say, so ultimately, again, if it's Inu Nefesh, and he annuls that nether, that annulment is in effect as long as they're married. And we'll say that annulment remains in effect, even what? Even if they divorce and even if she marries someone else. go in Iran. And you're buying Inu Inefesh first white line. Liatsmo mefer. Kilomar. Koma de shayek. Liatsmo havi afaras afarah. Kosbanshi taftav. Ubainim garshavik zira. So, and he annuls that neder during marriage, that an omen remains during marriage, that an omen even remains during divorce, and even remains in effect should they remarry. But if she remarries someone else, then lamaisa the neder rebounds. So I'll say so again. So haloch lamaisa. Here's what the gemara is suggesting, and it's quite fascinating. Husband has annulment power over two different types of nedarim. Inu in nefesh, afflictive. Matters which which are which are marital matters. He has the power to annul those types of nedarim, but there is a distinction between these two forms of annulment. If he annuls inu nefesh, that annulment is forever. Forever, no matter what their relationship is. Married, divorced, married to someone else. doesn't make a difference the annulment stance. no Mariton So I will say, essentially, the annulment only works when? When they're married. Even when they're, when they're divorced. As long as she hasn't married someone else. Which I will say, so what's the logic here? So it makes sense. The ability to annul Devarim shebeinol so applies, to what, remember again, that's based on the fact that this nether impacts their marriage. So the ability to annul that nether only applies so long as there is some level of marital bond. When is there, when is there a marital bond between Ruven and Rachel? It's very interesting. When is there a marital bond between them? When they're married, obviously, but even when? Even when they're divorced as long as she has not married someone else, he could remarry her. Okay, if he's a Kohen, he can't marry her, fine, but leaving that aside, right? So there's a marital bond, it's very interesting, when they're divorced, there's still a quasi-marital bond. Therefore, the hafara remains. However, once she remarries, and there's absolutely no semblance of marital bond between them anymore, then ultimately, again, the hafara, he did, for the Dvaram Shebeno is no longer void, is no longer void, sorry, is no longer valid. And therefore the nether rebounds. So i say it turns out, something very interesting. It turns out that a husband's ability to be made for, to annul a nether, in Dvarim lebeina, it's not really an annulment. Right? What is it? What is it? It's a nether suppressant. A nether suppressant. So, I'm going to say, so uh, it's it's quite fascinating. So the nether never to see when, when he annuls, when he annuls a nether of Inui in Nefesh, the nether is gone. The nedar is gone. It's no longer. It's botol, It doesn't make a difference. When he knows the dvarim shebeinol it's he's suppressing the nedar. And that's fine. The suppressant works just fine as long as there's a marital bond between the two of them. But the moment there's no longer a marital bond is the moment the suppressant is lifted. And ultimately what? The nedar rebounds into reality. It's quite fascinating. This is what it means to say, so this is what the Mishka means to say, these are the nedarim that a husband has the ability to annul both for himself and for others, which means this is the type of annulment where if the husband goes out and does it, it applies to every single stage, whether she's married to him or married to someone else. What type of nedarem? So nedarem sheishman inu yinefesh, afflictive nedarem. So I'll say a really fascinating distinction that the Gemara is making right now between inu nefesh and ultimately dvarim shebeinol Inu yinefesh, if he annuls it, Annulment is forever. the annulment or the suppressant is only in effect so long as there is some level of marital bond between them. Incredible. Let's go right there. America. So remember again, the Mishnah now, so now we're going to get into the examples of the Mishnah. The Mishnah gave an interesting example. What was, according to Kamo, what was a nedr of inui nefesh? Im erchatz, im lo erchatz. If I bathe, if I don't bathe. So the Mishnah says, okay, hechi ka'amar. What's the nether? What's the nether? So this is quite fascinating. So let's say a woman says, say says here's the nether. All of the fruit of the world should be ushered to me if I bathe. So the Gemara says, "Lama Why should that be annullable? Just don't bathe. Just don't bathe. Okay, now we'll say, the Gemara, you're going to see is a very interesting havamina. Therefore, some people say that not bathing maybe is not afflictive, maybe is not afflictive, right? So the Gemara says Ella <speaking in Hebrew> so Ella. I'm sorry. Olam the Gemara says so So say how could Rabbi Yossi say that this is not a case of, of Inuit nefesh? <speaking> in <Hebrew> it would be inu nefesh. Why? Because there's a possibility that she's going to bathe. And what happens if she bathes? bathes, Then all of the fruit of the world becomes prohibited to her. So that is Inui Nefesh. But we'll say, top of pay. Ve'ella. So we'll say, so what's the case? We're just trying to figure out. Remember again, the Mishnah gave an example of a nether of Inuit Nefesh. We're just trying to figure out what, what nether is being made here. Ve'ella. <speaking> we'll say, Here's what she says. Very interesting nether. She says... The pleasure of bathing should be ushered to me if I bathe. If I bathe. So, in other words, so if I bathe, I shouldn't be able to bathe ever again. So the first act of bathing technically is permitted. It just triggers an ongoing nether against bathing. So the Gemara says, "Shumhachi meferlo." So we'll say, because of this, this nether is annullable. Why? What? What? What should she do in this type of situation? Tirchas, if she washes... So we'll say, if she washes, then she forbids bathing upon herself for the rest of her life. Now that's inui, right? That's afflicted in nature. Lo but even not bathing, so ultimately again, isla nivula. Ultimately, I we'll say, that's disgusting, right? That's disgusting. So either way, she's stuck. Right? So you hear the challenge? If she bathes, then she, treat, remember again, so the case we're assuming over here, she makes a neder. The neder is, if I bathe, ultimately, again, bathing will become prohibited to me. So she's stuck. If she bathes, then she triggers the nether against bathing, which obviously, again, compromises her. If she doesn't bathe, and therefore avoids triggering the nether, she's not bathing, and that's compromising her. So the Tanakama says, this is a good example of inui nefesh, of an afflictive nether, and therefore the husband has the right to go ahead and annul it. So what's the macho? So Rabbi Yossi says, no, don't bathe. Don't bathe. And ultimately, again, you'll be fine. You'll be fine without bathing. In other words, you, you know, the mice, again, she'll be extra perfume or extra cosmetics and, and she'll be just fine. That's not, that's, that's, that's I'm not worried about the So we'll say, so according to right now, that's the Machlokas. So that, the neder we're talking about over here, is a woman makes a neder. I hereby make a neder. If I bathe, it'll us... If I bathe, right? Ultimately, again, all further bathing should be asrami. Tanakama says, "Okay, so this is a case of Inui nefesh. If she does bathe, she's in trouble. If she doesn't bathe, she's in trouble. This Inu nefesh husband has the ability to go in and know. Rabbi Yosi just argues on the definition of Inui nefesh and holds lack of bathing. Is not inui nefesh. It's not inui nefesh. Right? They will say, by the way, because also there may be other workarounds with it. In other words, you know, she has to cross a river to get from one place to another. So she's getting wet, but she's not, uh, not bathing, so to speak. Okay, in any event, it's not listen I will say, if that's the case, then why doesn't the Mishnah read as follows? It should say, Iyachi, listen Rabbi Yossi tonight, ze ain't boy inui nefesh. will say, the way you're framing it, is what's the Machlokis, Rabbi and the Tanakhama in the Mishnah? What's the Machlokis, Rabbi in the Rabbonon? Like the definition of Inui Nefesh. So let Rabbi Yossi just say, by the way, okay guys, I agree with you in principle, but your example is not a good one. Your example is not a good one. Yeah, we're all on the same page that a husband has the ability to annul his wife's Nedarim. For if the, if the Nedar creates Inui Nefesh, what I disagree with you is that bathing, or I should say lack of bathing, inability to bathe, is not ino nefesh. So just say that. Just say that. To which the Gemara says, "Rabbi, you have to say." Both say, "If take a look at the Ran for just a moment, the Ran is the third wide line, the widest lines in." Ihaki listni ihaki. Rabbi Yoshiyomer tonight's that ain't b'mishumin ino Rabbi Noyonot the hashda the tana ein elu nidre ino Mashma to mishum ino'i in haneder ino inavash lo yafar. Aval inodra midi de ispe ino inavash yafar. The less the pointing out over here is the way the way the mission is set up is it sounds like what Rabbi Ossi is arguing on is on the nature of the nether being made, not necessarily the substance of the nether. But if all Rabbi Ossi is arguing on is that the Tanakhava holds that not bathing is inu'i nefesh, Rabbi Ossi holds that not bathing is not inu'i nefesh. Just say that. Just say that. Rather, the Gemara. Listen to this. The Gemara says, rather, yeah, good, uh, fine Ella. So let's see. We have three lines from the bottom. Pair with Aleph. Three right. 80, 80, 80, A, three lines from the bottom. Ella. The Amra Hanas Rechitza Alayli Olam Im Oh, this is very interesting. What I So what's the case? Here we go. Here's the nether. Here's the nether. I'll say? Follow this. Woman says, I hereby prohibit bathing upon myself forever. If I bathe today, if I bathe today, so will say, what is she limiting for herself in the nether? And what is she limiting for herself? Bathing today. So it's Friday. If I bathe today, if I bathe today, ultimately, again, bathing will become usher to me forever. Forever. So I'll we'll say, what does she need to do in order to avoid triggering the nether? Bathe on Thursday, bathe on Matze Shabbos, just don't bathe today. Just don't bathe today, okay? So I say, So now I understand this. So the rabbanon will say, the rabbanon will say, oh, this is called Nidre inu nefesh. So the right, not bathing is called inu nefesh. Therefore, he could annul it. Now I will say, what does Rabbi Yossi old? Oh, this is incredible. Rabbi Yossi several. last line. What What is Rabbi Yossi old? Nivul dechad yoma lo shmei Oh, okay. Now I we'll say, what is Rabbi Yossi say? Rabbi Yossi says, listen, I agree with you. That a that, like a long term nether that prohibits bathing is absolutely Inuit Nefesh. Rabbi Yossi will say, What's not Inuit Nefesh? No. Not bathing for a day. Not bathing for a day is not inui Nefesh. Therefore, I will say, Rabbi Yossi will hold, because the nether really only governs one day, the prohibition is only one day. That's not called inu nefesh. So I'll we'll say, quite fasting. So now, now, okay, so now let's go back to Mishnah. Here we go, one more time. So we will say, so the woman's making a nadar. What's your nadar? I make a nadar, prohibiting bathing upon myself forever. If what? If what? If I bathe today? Tanakama says, oh, inu nefesh. Inu nefesh. Because not bathing is afflictive in nature, and therefore a husband could be made for it. So we'll says, no. No. Not bathing for a day is not afflictive. Not bathing for a day is not inu nefesh. So because it's not Inu Nefesh, therefore a husband doesn't have the right to go ahead and annul it. Incredible. That's my So we'll say, I'm a base. I'm a base. So i will say, so now, remember again. So I'm sorry. So I will say, so remember again, there's two parts to the Mishnah. Right? What are the two parts of the Mishnah? The last part of the Mishnah was, erchats im lo Echatz. Right. In other words, so the, So again, so now we now shunis means also we've explained the first case of imerchas. Right. So the nether is I hereby take a nether that if I bathe today, if I bathe today, vowing, sorry, bathing should become usher to me forever. Tanakama, that's that's nefesh. Therefore, husband can be made for it. Nabiosi, not bathing for one day is not Inui nefesh. Therefore, husband can't annul. Fine. What's the case in, in Lo'erkatehidami? What's the nedra will say of uh, if I don't if I don't bathe? What's that case? in echat sehidami. So here we go. Alima da So illame the Amra, Tisar Hana Olam Alai, Imlo Echathayom. So I'll say so ultimately again if if she says, if she says that ultimately again that Tissar Hanaasali Olam Alai, Imlo Echatom. If I don't bathe today, then ultimately again bathing should become aser for me forever. So it says here: this is the opposite. If I don't bathe today, then bathing should be aser to me forever. Then lama la Why should that nether require annulment? After all, what should she do about it? What should she do? Tisachim, <laughs> bathe, just bathe. But was also, remember again: in this case, the nether is only taking effect if when if when. <laughs> if she doesn't bathe. So no problem, this doesn't require hafara. just bathe. So maybe who does, will say, what's the case? Very interesting, the So we'll say, this is absolutely fascinating. What's the case? The case where she says, bathing should be asserted to me forever if I don't bathe in flax water. Flax water. And I will say, what's flax water? So if you take a look at the Ran, Ran is second line down from the top. So I will say, this is water in which you would soak flax. And I will say, what's the whole cup of flax water? The whole cup of flax water is to soften the flax. And, and ultimately, again, the flax itself begins to decompose within the water. The water, what flax water, is disgusting. It's disgusting. So we'll say, so now, watch this. The So we'll say, so now, here's the problem. So watch, watch this case. She makes an edder and she says, bathing should become usher to me forever if I don't bathe in flax water today. Or if I don't, if I don't bathe in flax water. So we'll say, so now, watch this. What are our options? Let's go through this. What are our options? Option number one? Option number one? Bathe in flax water. Right, what is that? Disgusting, right? Option number two, option number two, not bathe in flax water, then what happens? She's never allowed to bathe again. What is that? Disgusting. Right? So either way, I would say, her options are disgusting. Right? So right, either way, right? Either way, they, they, right? Blading of flax, flax water, disgusting. Not bathing, disgusting. Oh, what do we call that? What do you call that, I will say, Don't say disgusting. Right? What, do you, what do you call that? Inui Nefesh. Inui nefesh. So, I say, so that, we're, we're getting it. So that's the case in the Mishnah of lo erchatz Right. If I so, in other words, again, if I don't bathe in flax water, bathing should become usur to me. So, because both of her options are disgusting in that situation, that's called inu'i nefesh. And if her husband has the ability to annul such a nether. the first gemara says the kavosay diktani. A similar. So let say. So remember again, the second example the Mishnah gave of second example the Mishnah gave of uh, of inu nefesh was eskashit v'lo eskashet. If I adorn myself, don't adorn myself. So what's the case? <laughs> so, we'll say, so for example, let's say she says, right? I will become Aser in using cosmetics and adorning myself if I don't adorn myself in naft. now I will say naft oil is a type of oil. Now Naft oil has a very foul odor. So we we'll say it's a, it's a similar case. What happens she says? if I don't adorn myself in naft oil, don't shmear myself in naft oil, ultimately, again, adorning myself with cosmetics will become asr. So we'll say, what are options in that case? Disgusting and disgusting. So that's a good case of afara. To which the Yomar says, that doesn't make any sense. So the Umar says, lichlochu. You can't use lashanab of Iskashit by naft oil. Right? We'll say by definition, the lashanab Iskashit means adorning yourself in a way which, which beautifies the woman. Shmearing naft oil on yourself, by definition, is not the beautification, therefore you can't use that lush. So therefore, you know, as it says, you're right. Amrav Yuda, Yehuda, or Amr, actually I think it's changed to Rabba. It says Rabba, right? It's Yeah, Rabba, sorry. So Rabba. So Amr, Rabba, da amra Amr, Hanos, Rikhisa, the Olam, Alai. So we'll say, so rather Rubba says like this. Mish is actually advancing two different cases. We'll say, by the way, oh, oh, oh I just want to point out, in this case over here, we're not arguing, there's no concepts being debated over here. We're just trying to figure out what the case is. What the case is, right? Erchats, low erchats, eskash, lo eskash. It's not what the case is. So we'll say Rubba advances something very interesting. Rava says, the umrah, listen to this, the umrah, Hana's Rahitza, the oldamala, im So we'll say, so I, the first case we already have down, right? The first case of erchats is the first case of erchats is bathing should be ushered to me forever if I bathe today. That's the positive case in erchats, and therefore again that's inoy nefesh. Therefore it could be annulled. So we'll say what's the case of lo erchats shavua shelo erchats. I think a woman takes a shavua that I will not bathe. I will say we have not spoken about this at all, at all the ability of a husband to be Mather, his wife's Shavua. Ooh, We've never heard that before. Never, but apparently, it's true. But apparently, if a wife makes an oath, makes an oath, so the, mice, again, the husband has the ability to annul that oath. So it turns out that the Mishnah is teaching me two concepts. The case of Erchat's deposited, is talking about a neder. A woman takes a neder. if I bathe today, so ultimately again, if I bathe today, bathing should be asra upon me forever. That's a case of Inui Nathesh. And therefore, my husband has the ability to annul it. What's the case of lo It's not a, a neder. She takes a shua. I swear I'm never going to bathe. That's, that's inwe nefesh, an afflictive shuwa. And therefore, her husband has the ability to annul it. Similarly, hanoz we'll kishud li olam imes kashay What's the case of kishud, of adorning? So again, yeah, she takes a neder, right? The benefit, right? The benefit of adorning myself should be asr to me forever if I adorn myself today. So we'll say, what's ta'alacha? That's a neder that has in nefesh, and therefore what? Husband has the ability to annul it. So we'll say, the, the negative would be, husband takes a shvua, I swear that I'm not going to adorn myself. I swear that I'm not going to adorn myself. I'm sorry, not husband. Wife takes a neder. I swear I'm not going to adorn myself, husband has the ability to annul that shvua. Good, so we'll say, so now it turns out that what? The positive and the negative are two different cases. The positive is ultimately, again, a case of a case of a case of a nether. and it's a nether of Inu and therefore, husband has the ability to annul it. And ultimately, the Shvuah case also is what? A case of a Shvuah, a where she takes a Shvuah, I'm not going to do something that has afflictive nature as well. Husband has the ability to annul it. Beautiful. So here's the problem. Only Rabin Ravashi, they will say, if that's the case, the Mishnah should have read differently. They will say, remember again, how does the Mishnah read? Read, nedarim These are the Nidharim that a husband has the ability to annul. If we're setting up the Mishnah the way you just said it, then how should the Mishnah read? These are what? These are the Nidharim and the Shavuos that ultimately, again, the Nidharim and the Shavuos that a husband has the ability to annul. One or the both. To which the Gemara says, You're right, Amuleh, Tamiu elu nedarim u Shavuos. The first answer is you're right, change the Mishnah, change the Mishnah, and the Mishnah should read, these are the nedarim and the Shavuos. Okay, so that, that that's an easy answer. The other possibility is, Shavuos nami hainu nedarim. The other possibility is great, we'll have a throwback to the beginning of the Sehda. The other possibility I will say is, Shavuos are also called nedarim. Right? In other words, the word nedaribu is an overarching word, that could mean both Nidharam as well as Shvos. Where do we learn this? This nan. We'll say remember again. Remember again. If a person used the following lushan, kinidre reshai. Vos we'll say, remember again, this takes us, takes us back to our to our to our concept of yados and kinuyin. Right? Remember again a yad, a partial term, right? Ultimately a kinuy, an equivalent term. So we had this example, let's say a person says, person used Lashon of. Kinidre Rashad. That's what he says. That's what he says. I, I literally say, right? Shabif Kinidre So I will say, if you say that lashon, if you say that lashon, ultimately again, what are you affecting? So Gemara says it depends. So not, so neder or bicarbon. So I will say it's possible if a nazir is walking by, and I say Kinidre Rashad." I will say, what have I just done? What have I just done? I've taken upon myself a neder nazirus. If someone else just made a nether, I made a nether and not to eat bread, and I say, right, Rubain said, Rubain and not the bread, and I say, Kinije Rishon, and we'll say, what have I done? I've just piggybacked onto his nether. So we'll say, the idea over here is, remember, this goes back to the idea that Rishon make Nidarim, Sadiqim do not make that, that, that that's, what, that's what's driving this lush over here. And furthermore, again, Vishwah. I will say ultimately again, nidrei reshaim could also. If somebody made a shavua, and I say, nidrei I take upon myself that same shavua. I will say. So the point over here is, what do you see from here? That lation of neder, lation of neder, ultimately includes shavua. Therefore, I will say it's, doesn't. It's not a stira. The fact that our Mishnah says the elu, what was lation of the Mishnah? The shum meifer. These are the nidarim that the husband is mefer for his wife. It could also the Mishnah could also include cases of shvua, Cases of an oath, and it's not a, it's not a contradiction. Why? Because the lashon of neder Can also include shvulas. Incredible. So we'll say now. So now watch this. Now Chazal said. Chazal said. So the following. Chazal said. So i we'll say so now listen to this. Now did Chazal actually say va'amrav do Chazan. so let's take a step back. So now we've established the case of the Mishnah. So let's, right, so now, let's, it's always good to reflect on your accomplishments. So I will say, so what do we have over here? We have over here that Allah, what's the case of the Mishnah? case of the Mishnah is in Erechatz, is a case where a woman says, if I bathe today, I can't bathe forever. Lo Erechatz, Shavua, that I won't bathe. Right? I take a nether, a woman takes a nether, if I adorn myself today, right, then adornment shall become asr forever. Shavuah, sheloh, shavua, so Those are inu'i nefesh, and therefore, halachal Allah halachal maisa, husband has the ability to annul this nether, husband has the ability to annul this shibua. Now, I'll say what's interesting over here is all of this is predicated on the idea that chazal holds that not bathing is inu'i nefesh. Not bathing. Gemara says, V'am Rabbanon, rechitze ispeh inu'i kilo kila So ultimately, not bathing is inu'i nefesh. Ormeni. So let's raise the kasha. So this is very interesting. So is that true? Is that true that not bathing is inu'i nefesh? Do the Rabbanon really hold that way? Now watch this. This is fascinating. Ormeni, raise the kasha. Here we go. Apapisha, asabekulon. What's the Yom Kippur? Yom Kippur. Even though on Yom Kippur... You are Asr to do all of these practices. I'm saying, say, what's ushering? Yom Kippur, eating, drinking, achilashtiya, tash mishemiyah, relations, nilas um wearing shoes, and 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 ruchiza, bathing, bathing. So I'm saying, I say, watch this. Even though all of these things are Asr, ain anush karis alaba ba show seva malacha The only thing you get Abu Rabbi, besides what? I think you get karis for is eating, drinking, and doing malacha. Now, here's the question. So I'll we'll say, if you say that ultimately, again, not bathing is inui, not bathing is inui, if that's the case, ki karis. So listen, we'll now watch this, now watch this. If you hold that ultimately bathing is a form of pleasure, not bathing is a form of inui, a form of affliction, So remember again, we'll say, what's halacha on Yom Kippur? The obligation on Yom Kippur is inui, is affliction. And therefore, the same way that if you eat or drink, meaning you're no longer denying yourself affliction, you have karis. So if bathing, not bathing, is a form of affliction, then what should be the halacha? If you bathe on Yom Kippur, what should be the halacha? Karis. But But yet, we see that that's not the case. That's not the case. If you bathe on Yom Kippur, it's asr, but it's not karis. So obviously, what do you see from that, What do you see from that? That not bathing is not real inui. And if not bathing is not real inui, plugging that back into our Mishnah, if a wife makes a nether not to bathe, then what? Then what? Husbands shouldn't have the right to go and annul that nether. Take a quick look at the Rana Say, Ki dechayib karis, Right? If Again, if not bathing, if not bathing is real inui, that means that if she does bathe on Yom Kippur, she's, she's in violation of Inui, and therefore what? Halach HaLam should get Karis. To which the Gemara says, no, "No, here's the difference. Here's the difference. I'm a Ravah. Me'inyon <speaking in> HaTikra. <Hebrew> Rava says really it's all based on the Pasek. How so? says, say, listen to on Gabi Yom Kippur, when it comes to Yom Kippur, what's Lashon on the Pasek? <speaking in Hebrew> they say, Tanu Esnaf Shosechan. Both the Pasek, the Gemara, the Torah use Lashon of, Tanu means, means actively now, Afflict yourselves. <laughs> we'll say this is incredible. When does, let's take a step back, when does the Inuit of Rechitza take effect? We'll say, in other words, when does not bathing become something afflictive in nature? When? Afternoon. Sometime later. I will we'll say, it's not like right now, it's after a day of not bathing, two days of not bathing, right? Three days. That's when it becomes afflictive. So what's it is incredible? When it comes to Yom Kippur, the things that you are liable for kares are things that are afflictive right now, right now. What's an example of something that's presently afflictive? Presently afflictive. Not eating, not drinking. Right, right now, when I'm not eating and not drinking, that's presently afflictive. Bathing. Not, or I should say bathing is afflictive, but the afflictive nature of not bathing is only felt sometime later on. That the, the afflictive nature of not bathing is not really felt right now. That's why, again, if you bathe on Yom Kippur, it's not, it, it's Asr, it's Asr, and it's Asr mid but it's not going to carry karis, because the only forms of Kareis, you only get karis for things that are, that the effects of their affliction could be felt in the present. The Gemara says, however, conversely, Gabi Nidarim, Bichsid, Kolmede Vechoshuas, Israel, Lanos, Nafesh, Lanos, Nafesh. So we'll it's interesting, if you look at the Lashon over here, any neder, any shwa lanos nafesh. They so will say, what does lanos nafesh mean? Lanos nafesh, that even will be afflictive. Will be afflictive. What does will be afflictive mean? Even if it's not afflictive right now, but can be afflictive in the future, ultimately that's called the nether of inu'i nafesh. Mil asya lidei inu'i. This is ultimately even something which can become afflictive. And I will say, if she doesn't bathe, ultimately, again, that is going to become afflicted. So we'll say, it's a very interesting. So the, the, in other words, the fact, the fact that you don't get kares for bathing on Yom Kippur does not mean that bathing is not afflictive or not bathing is not afflictive. It's just two different halachas am Kippur, you only get cards for things which are presently afflictive right now, which is eating and drinking, right? But Lama'is, again, bathing is not presently afflictive. By Nedarim, what we look at is any circumstance which can become afflictive, and clearly, again, not bathing will become afflictive. Incredible. So we'll say, now watch this. Virami Now we're going to pose the contradiction of Drabiosi. So we'll say, we'll start this, but I'm just we'll finish this tomorrow. It's an incredible piece. Listen to this. Mayan so we'll say, here's the case. Here's the case. Imagine you have two cities, City A, City B. Now, I will say, what, the way it works is they share a water source. They share a water source, but the water flows from A to B. That's the way it works. So the share a water source flows from A to B. Now watch this. So my in here, kodnik here's the case. In this case over here, the water source only provides enough water for one city. So if city A draws their water, what's gonna happen? There's nothing left for B. So we'll say, what's ta'alaqa? What's ta'alaqa? A has the right to draw the water. Why? Chayecha Kodman, your life comes before someone else's life. So we're very sorry. We're very sorry that there's not going to be enough water for the inhabitants of city B. But when I say again, they have city A has the right to utilize the water source. Behemtam ubehemas we Behemtam same idea. Because we'll let's say, there's enough water. There's enough water to sustain the residents of A and B but there's only enough water for the livestock of A, not enough water for the livestock of B. And if again, i will say, the case over here is if A draws the water for their livestock, there's no water for the livestock of B. What's the your money comes before someone else's money. Okay. So again, i will say, that's presupposing there's enough for city B to live. Right? Again, my livestock comes before the livestock of someone else. Now, watch this. And we'll say, what happens if, again, there's only enough water to launder the clothing of City A, but not City B. So what's the Ultimately, again, my laundering needs come before someone else's laundering needs. I. what happens if chayi So what happens if is either? Enough water for the residents of City A to launder their clothing. But that's going to come at the expense of the drinking water of City B. So says, so City A can take care of the laundering needs, but then there's no drinking water left for City B. Then what's the Ultimately, again, the drinking water, obviously of City B, comes before the laundering needs of City A. Rabbi Yossi says, no. he it's wild. Rabbi Yossi says, the need for City A to launder their clothing Comes even before the drinking water needs of City B. Incredible. So the Gemara says, one second. Hashtag, Visam Raviosi Yesh Patsar. Yesh Patsar, right? So Yossi is saying that not laundering, not laundering your clothing is an incredible tsar. Top of Payalef. Guf Kula Certainly he should hold that bathing. Bathing is certainly in your I'm going to leave you on the cliffhanger. I'm leave you on the cliffhanger. Sorry, you've got to come back on Shabbos. I going to stop over here for today. So just again, happy to get tomorrow is in a magnificently beautiful daft. But again, the reconciliation of Shittah Shabbos, I will see you tomorrow. Shabbos. All right, have a great Shabbos, everyone. It's good to see Eretz Florida, South Africa, Mamish, Kibbutz Galios. All right, have a great Shabbos. Chostolim we'll with all of you. So the Varen, they know where they know. So how do we rule? How do we rule the Is that good? Uh, yes, that is a good half Varen. Now, the extent of it, the extent of it, we're going to have to see. There was how...